So chatting now with Jackie Betteridge, all about Crossroads. Um, Jackie, it's a very busy time for you at the moment. You've just had the survey out. Um, you had a, a fairly good response to the survey? An amazing response to the survey, yeah. 566 mm. people completed the survey, which has then obviously um, enabled us to go on and write the state of caring in the Isle of Man. And the fact that the Departments of Health and Social Care came on board with us makes it more real. We discussed it with them inside and out, and we want this to be real. So those are real people that answered those questions um, and none of it is made up and none of it is supposed to be controversial. It is what it is. So for those people that didn't weren't able to, to find the time to do the survey, what was, what was the service sort of made up of and what were some of the interesting responses that you had from people? I think one of the most um, interesting responses was the fact, I guess we already knew that, um, was the fact that carers are not getting their carers assessments. So a carers assessment is about you having your voice to say whether or not you feel, A, you can care for somebody, but also to find out what services or what things you might need to enable you to do this. Because for most carers, they're doing this long term. I think the best finding out of the whole thing was the fact that we are now writing that strategy alongside government, which hopefully will make a difference. And this this is a perfect example of how you are supporting carers on the island in so many different ways. Because, you know, as you said in in the, the chat we heard earlier this week, anyone can become a carer unexpectedly and then that is their life changing for potentially many years and so you can't really prepare for that can you no and 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 i think it's a shock no matter what how you become a carer or how you become cared for um is it happens in a moment of time and it's like wow this could change our lives forever and indeed it does change people's lives forever my concern is that not just government, this isn't about government, this is about us as a nation, do we actually understand how important and how valuable these people are? You know, you can go, well, I I married this person, so for better, for worse. But actually doing it 24-7 is really difficult call. And without actually being assessed to see if you need a break, we're going to have people struggle. And because quite often, I suppose, people might find themselves in a carer situation looking after someone when they have no previous experience, you know, no sort of medical qualifications. And yet, quite often, you're just sort of expected to be able to deal with it, aren't you? Yes. And quite often, you're actually ignored. You know, you're you're invisible. You are not part of the journey. And yet, for somebody who suddenly may be unable to walk or to drive their car again, you are the absolute person that is actually getting people to appointments, getting them into bed getting them out of bed, feeding them. Um, And for some people's diagnosis as well, it is a journey because it starts with a diagnosis, but the end point can become where they are very, very reliant upon their loved ones. I think that's quite hard to do. And I think people forget that this is just expected of everybody. But, you know, we live in the year 2023 um, and it's very different and everybody has got very selfish and yet we can't recognise carers who are absolutely selfless. Mm-hmm, exactly. And there is so much of a, I mean, you called it a journey when we were listening to your piece earlier. There is so much that is affecting you, whether it is physical or emotional as well. There's an awful lot of emotional sort of um, stress when you're taking care of a loved one and having to deal with it, the sort of change in dynamic and, and seeing the person change themselves. And you offer so many different 
different areas of support for people. Just give us a rough idea of what you can do for carers. Well, at the moment, we're working with about 583 families um, and we have a nursery, um, which is packed to the gills, but we're hoping to be able to um, extend that. Um, We have holiday scheme running at the moment. That's for children with um, disabilities. We have general care at home, which is care at home and that allows people to come out of the home so that they've got a three hour break to go and do something else. Um, We have got um, day services. We've got communities. We've got listening services. We've got hundreds of services out there Um, because what we have worked out over 35 years, not one size fits all. You know, and we talk about people being centre person, person centred planning. That's for the cared for. But I think we also need to look at that for the carers as well. Well, especially because, and I think this is one thing that I think a lot of people always find shocking when we talk to you about this. How many young people are carers? So as you said, one size absolutely doesn't fit all. Because sometimes carers are still at school and having to deal with sort of an educational life and fitting in with friends at the same time as looking after sometimes their own parents. That is very true. And the Young Carers Project has grown and grown and grown. At the moment, we're actively working with 200 young people, but there are many, many more out there that might not yet have been recognised. And so we'd like to work alongside schools as well to make sure that that is recognised. So we constantly talk about mental health, but what we have to do is make sure that we've got all of that in context because some things we can actually help to resolve. Um, and so we need to start looking. I think I think Crossroads comes from a very positive point rather than a very negative point because we can't change what has happened, but we can help people on their journey. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways that the general public can support. And obviously now you've got that fantastic new premise with the shop, haven't oh. you? With all the there's wonderful stuff in that shop with the woodwork and everything as well. So just tell us a little bit about your new, your well, it's a relatively new venture there. Um, well, yes, we moved, we've moved the furniture shop. Um, what was that? About 18 months ago, and but we've also got a new one, another new one, another up, new up, one, up and coming. <laughs> yes, um, in fact, it's having its signage put on today. So that's in Timwold Street and we've got a community space up there as well so that's about Crossroads giving back um, I spoke earlier in the week on Manx Radio um, about this and it is, it's is—it's about we are so delighted that the community um, give us things to sell and help us and the volunteers are amazing as are the staff so what we decided to do is the upstairs of this building we're going to have a community space where we're hoping we can encourage so we're going to run a mums and tots we're going to um, make sure that there's coffee mornings. We're going to do carer sessions up there. We've got a new listening service. The listening service will run from there. We're hoping to get Manx Care into there. Uh, you know, anybody that feels that they've got something to give to the community, please get in touch. Fantastic. Well, I think what we should probably leave it with is if you have any sort of words of advice you could give someone who's listening who maybe hasn't actually reached out yet, but they're thinking, I could do with a bit of support. What sort of advice would you have for someone? please, please just phone. Make that telephone call to us. If you feel you can't speak on the phone, which I completely understand, you can also email. Just get onto our website and actually have a look at our website. It tells you so much. It's very, very informative. It's kept literally up to date. Um, And it even tells you about who works for us and the volunteers. So there are people's profiles on there, which is constantly being updated. But our receptionist is really, really friendly. In fact, all of our receptionists are absolutely lovely. 
don't be scared to phone. And what is that phone number, Jackie? That phone number is 673103. Mm-hmm.